Hi, my name's Jaden Haggins, voice actor and perpetual DM for most of my gaming groups. All tabletop RPGs have tremendous variation depending on who's running the game as well as who's playing. This podcast is meant to share my ideas and gather the ideas of others as far as running games and nurturing groups. Whatever it is that you play, be it D&D, HeroQuest, Call of Cthulhu, or any other group game, I hope that we can all improve our experiences by sharing ideas. If you'd like to message me with podcast topics, see about being a guest on the show, or just share some words of encouragement, you can drop me a line at dmsnotespodcast on Instagram. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the DMs Notes Podcast. I'm Jaden Higgins, and I'm joined by my little sister, Ariana. Hello! Um, fittingly, she's my first guest. She was one of the very first people I ever DM'd for. So, today we'll be reading a story posted to Reddit, r slash RPG Horror Stories, by Ranmaiku262. The Tragedy of Boguro. So, if you have something to say as my guest, you can just call a point of order. Oh, I didn't know that we were... Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. You didn't know we were recording. Like, I knew we were recording. The waveform's on the screen. I knew we were recording, but I didn't know we were starting. I was just saying hello. So, The Tragedy of Boguro. Are you ready, Ariana? Yeah. Hi. First time posting here, I have a bit of a story of how a player's memes led to a character assassinating another. And you don't have to say dead quiet during the whole thing okay. either. It's just like, if you want to say something like long form, just be like, point of order. What? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Memes led to assassination? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, how a player's memes led to a character assassinating another. Alright, okay then. <laughs> While player PVC... Ugh. PVC. While player PvP is not an unheard of thing, the situation surrounding it is what makes this one special to me, as it remains amazingly absurd and one of the more stressful events as a DM. To give some backstory, I had made a campaign that somewhat spiraled out of control and decided to salvage it by doing a soft reboot on the campaign, starting with a different location and putting them on a boat and saying they can bring in new characters if they want. Most players brought in new characters except for one. And I had told them ahead of time the ship was going to have them shipwrecked on an effectively tutorial island as a way to transition them into the new campaign storyline. Okay, so, so far this makes sense. Like, it seems yeah. seems normal. Just trying to start a new campaign. The trouble started when I had talked with the group and decided we wanted the campaign to be very base-building oriented. But we realized that with Pathfinder, you didn't really ever have a reason to, thanks to magic generally being able to solve any food, water, or weapon-related thing. And pretty quickly, a character could be constructing castles with magic. So I decided the best way to counter this was food. Limiting magic's ability to sprout food, and making it so protecting villagers and farms to keep your army fed could be an interesting angle. Yeah, seems that sounds fair. As a result, I decided to somewhat adjust how much food costs so it all mattered cost-wise to a player, and how often one needed to eat during a day, and putting a time limit on rations so they didn't last till the end of time. Yeah, I think I still have rations written down from, like, when we first started playing. I really don't inform. Okay. Like, I don't enforce, not inform. I really don't enforce, like, eating oh, yeah. as a mechanic in the games we play. 
Most players didn't care. One player freaked out and decided they needed to have a mobile garden wagon and another wagon to store crates of food because they were afraid they couldn't make it through a single day. Another player took this as an opportunity to meme. <laughs> so this player decided to play a character who buffed their strength a lot during combats and called themselves Boguro. For reference, this is a play on the villain of Togoro from Yu Yu Hakushu, whose whole gimmick was they bulked up and got stronger. The player also took everything he could that required his character to need more food per day, to play into the gotta eat so much to keep all this muscle. So he began to make vaguely threatening in-character meme posts about you better have enough food around and super roundabout suggested he might eat someone if desperate enough. This is somewhat a joke to the player that was overreacting to the adjustments. Oh, this was somewhat as a joke to the player that was overreacting to the adjustments. The, like the, the guy who had the wagons. Yeah. This player does this a lot, and generally this never leaves these posts as the player is fairly low energy during sessions, thanks to some medical issues causing them to lose steam pretty quickly. So really it was never much of a problem. These posts somehow begin to sow fear into another two players. To keep these straight, let's call them player Mysteri, character name, and Kaowin, also character name. But the one memeing player being Boguro. Player Mysteri originally played these off, but slowly started drawing up plans to have to fight this looming menace of a player. How they would defend themselves... <laughs> How they would defend themselves from this monstrosity. Now I remind you, the campaign hasn't started yet. This is all out-of-game shitposting. <laughs> they didn't even start the game yet? Nope. Nope. Okay. Oh, lord. Something really seemed to drive this home as every post was accompanied by a video where they would play the Togoro theme from Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> now, I would mention player Kaowin and player Mysteri have always had some out-of-game animosity towards player Bagoro, with player Jay's manifesting a bit more directly while player Mysteri usually displaying it in increasingly odd ways. This could fill a book by itself. The campaign finally starts and everybody wakes up on the beach near a village. They gather themselves and begin to look around. Player Kaowin becomes upset as player Boguro starts to talk with villagers first and talks in a threatening tone towards the NPC asking for food. This upset player Kaowin as they wanted to talk to the NPC first to gather info, which they get to do after player Bagoro leaves to grab some nearby fish, which the NPC did exclaim they could be in a bad way in winter without that food, which primarily is what made player Kaowin unhappy. So this dude's eating all their winter supplies. Another player grew some food for the villagers to replace some of what was taken with a bit of a hit to their daily spells. It seems like a nice guy. Well, yeah. But you gotta replace what you take. If you're good. The party eventually leaves, heading towards the tower they were told about in the center of the island. First night of camping, I get a message from player Mysteri, saying they're gonna attempt a coup de... Saying they're gonna attempt to coup de gras player Baguro in their sleep. Oh, no. 
So before Player Mysteri has a chance, I force an encounter to occur. They were beset by some large-sized gorillas who were fairly threatening to the party. During this time, Player Baguro drove in the way of one to save Player Kaolin, as Player Kaolin was playing a fairly squishy caster. As casters are very squishy. I always give them extra hit points when I, when I play them, when I get to play. Squishy boys. Hoping they forgot about it, I tried to move on, but Player Mysteri messages me again, and I generally don't say, your character wouldn't do this, so I decide to let it go through. Though I was stressing quite a bit about it at the time. So during his watch, he sneaks over and does the deed. Player Baguro fails his fortitude save and dies. Player Baguro is generally cool about this sort of stuff, and just gives a general, well, okay then, laughing about it later. Player Mysteri begins to brag about doing this to the rest of the group when they discover it, saying stuff like, He fell over and over onto my knife. And to Player Kaowin cheering this on. So, well, <laughs> which girl was it from the cell block? To, he, he fell onto my, my, oh, he he my knife. Oh, he ran into my knife. He ran into my knife ten times. From the cell block tango, right? Chicago's a great musical. Like, if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen it, go Highly for it. Highly recommend it. Like even, like, even the movie version of it. Like, Richard Gere's awesome. I end the session there and seriously consider ending the campaign there, because my nerves are just shot at this point and I'm fairly angry at Player Mysteri and K.O. in here. Because so far, Player Baguro's actual in-game interactions were was a dick to an NPC and saved one of the party members in combat while player Mysteri and Kaowin kept shouting how much of a threat to the group he was and how threatening he was to everybody he had clearly threatened to kill them all. Player Baguro laughed at this because it meant they had internalized every single meme into a headcanon that occurred before the campaign had started. The important part is another player was using a spell each night that made a shelter to protect from an oracle curse of his that made cursed terrain after so many hours of being in a single area. That's rough. And the party declared Player Mysteri can't be in the shelter anymore. To Player Mysteri, exclaiming, You'll let me back in eventually. So day after day, as they continued to the tower, Player Mysteri had to deal with the consequences of his cursed terrain ability. <laughs> Don't PvP, dude. Yeah, that's kind of rude. <laughs> like, he, he didn't do nothing wrong. He really didn't. Like, he... <laughs> Bring him back. Right? Oh, no. Free him. Free him. We need to get shirts that say free Baguro. From the clutches of death? Uh... We just need to remember him. Put some respect on his name. Justice. Never forget. Justice for Baguro! (laughs) I don't know if we're... I'll, I'll ask the person who I got this story from if... Eventually, we can make shirts that say justice, justice for, Baguro. for Baguro. Well, let's see if he gets justice. It's an interesting story. Until the true day of reckoning occurred. During this time, player Baguro just started with a new character and went along his way. But we had realized he had forgot to roll for that first night's cursed terrain because everybody was in the shelter that night. The curse called for two rolls. First was some weird blood that was all over the ground. The second, no one saw the immediate effects of. Ooh. Oh no, those are never fun. 
or fun for the DM. Not for the players. Suddenly, one night, over the music player of Foundry, the Torgoro theme begins to play. <laughs> As marching through the woods is Boguro, back for revenge. See, the other curse was one that, according to it, curses the ground, causing creatures who died or are buried there to raise as a juju zombie who is bent on revenge against the ones who killed them. Justice for Baguro! Justice for Baguro. We still need the shirts. So as the rest (laughs) of the party rested within the shelter, Baguro began to chase Player F's character, who was kept outside of the shelter still. The chase kept on until Player F's character ran into the distance, and they angrily left the session and began to plan their next character. (laughs) During this time, I offered Player Baguro to even begin playing his Baguro character again, but he declined, as we had done rolled stats and his newest character had nearly maximized every roll. That's understandable. Making his new character stronger than even Baguro with the Juju Zombie template added. Bad juju. Due to an issue, many of my campaign files were deleted after an updated foundry, which worked out because the campaign stopped being fun for me after the first session's player killing. And I really haven't run another campaign since. But we all learned after that the terrifying power of memes. Yikes. I don't know. I think that he should try DMing again. I don't know. I think when the theme started playing over Foundry, <laughs> I would like if I was a player who was like not involved in this and just had to see this thing go down, <laughs> I would have lost my mind laughing. Yeah. Like I I would I'd be rolling, I'd be in tears. It would be beautiful. Justice for Baguro. <laughs> Justice for Baguro. I'll ask that guy if like if it's a, I mean, like, but girl got justice. He got justice. Um, maybe we can find out what Bagurro looked like and have somebody draw up like a zombie Bagurro. That'd be tight. That would be cool. Um, yeah, but so so, what do you think about that story? And what do you think is that being like the first part of when I have guests on the podcast? I think I think that was a pretty cool story. I think it was good. Right. Credit again to what um you slash ran my aku two six two on Reddit. That was from the subreddit RPG horror stories. I've I've always loved to hear about like the horror stories. It's that good stuff. Have, yeah. Because they're always so funny. <laughs> Do you have D and D horror stories? Not really. The only times that I've ever played D&D are when you've been my DM. <laughs> yep, and we have that admission on record now. <laughs> I'm a good DM. But I wasn't always. Oh, yeah, because we started when I was 12, and you were what? That would have made me 15. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, you and Dad, for the most part dealt with my being a quote-unquote bad dm for a very long time yeah um but you know it's just me learning and there's i think that there's ne there's never a bad dm there's just somebody who hasn't quite found their own style yet is that something is that a statement you can get behind 
so that's a statement I can get behind unless they're refusing to try to get better. Yeah. Well, also, there's, like, you know, RPG horror stories where someone's, like, where they do something bad. But that's not... It's not being a bad DM. That's being a bad person for the most part. Hey, a bad person is still a bad DM. Yeah, yeah. But like, next time you're on, I'll I'll have like a horror story where it was like the DM did a bad thing, you know? Yeah. Right. But um, as for me, when I first started, what was like, what was like one of the earliest things I improved that you that you took note of and that you liked from what you can remember? you started adding in more details like you didn't just read out of the book you actually like read the book beforehand and like had prep done yeah you heard it here first prep helps uh lean into the mic when you when you speak a little bit so that we can pick you up oh okay yeah prep helps helps a lot yeah do do your prep work lads and lasses um, guys, okay. gals, and non-binary, non-binary pals. Hey, <laughs> we we said it at the same time. We saved it. We sure did. We'll put that in somewhere. It'll be great eventually. Yeah. So, um, any thoughts as like being my first guest? How do you like the format? How do you think it's going? I think it's pretty cool. I like it. It's fun. I've never done this before, so it's going to be learning for me. Yeah, this is this is your first time on a podcast. Ever. Yep. All right. So do, do you want to tell the audience anything about yourself in particular? Or do you want to remain an enigma? I like mystery. You like mystery. I like mystery. <laughs> Maybe this will be a thing for you in the future. I'll just show up and then one day I'll be like, sister review <laughs> sister reveal well i think we, i think we'd have to get to a reveal of my own face before well yeah i'm not saying that i would be first yeah well unless you start posting like stuff of your face on your other platforms like your instagram that you're gonna be posting on yes there is an instagram for this podcast shameless plug <laughs> dms notes podcast on instagram look it up follow it it, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. You you know what I've been wanting to do? Hmm. I've been wanting to make dice, like, out of resin. I wanted to start doing that. That sounds really fun. Yeah? We should do it. We'll post about it when we do it, for yeah. sure. It's... The molds are expensive, though. The molds are expensive. Gotta save up some money. Make some. Making molds is expensive, too. Don't tell me what's expensive. What? looked into this i've been wanting to make dice for like two years all right but now we need to like i need to decide like how long generally do i want podcast episodes to be i was thinking like half an hour yeah half an hour and then Um, sometimes you could do specials where they're longer there's you got a lot to say or as i have more people supporting that's true i can afford you can run a poll on the instagram i can run a poll on the instagram well like it you know as it gets more popular if I ever make money from it, I can afford to take time away from my day job. Zzz. Zzz. Since since you're basically going to be the template for guests on this show, 
Um, what's your favorite tabletop RPG to play? And what class do you like to play in it most? And why? Tell us a little bit. Uh, well, I haven't played very many. It's mostly D and D. It's mostly D and D. And it's mostly D and D with me running games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, recently we have started playing other games like Hero Quest. So those are fun too, but I think D and D will always be my favorite. But I've always really liked rogues and druids. Mm. I think the rogue is my favorite to play. Good classes, and rogues are solid. Um, they can get a little too good sometimes. Yeah. I always liked being a druid, especially like the ones where you could turn into the animals. Yeah, Circle of the Moon yeah. in Fifth Edition's Dungeons it's, and Dragons that's just what I always play. <laughs> gives you extra hit points willy nilly. I remember I played an Eldrin, mm-hmm. an Eldrin druid. Was, that was really fun. I was orange. That was a good most campaign. Most of the time, that was like, a good I could campaign. change the seasons. Yeah, that was usually like autumn. You could have your own aesthetic, in game. I loved it. And I I'm, remember I was, like, trying to run away from guards or something, and I hadn't changed my, like, you know, the, the season, season that, that I the was in. So I changed my season, and they ran right past me. Yeah, I, I was pretty, I was pretty gracious about that. Well, I was hiding when I did it. Yeah, well, that's fair. Um, but, Ariana, do you have any advice to upcoming DMs or people who have been DMing for a long time but might just be listening to the podcast? Um, not really. I've never DM'd. Mm-hmm. Um, Despite my insistence that you try. <laughs> it seems really hard. <laughs> because as I put in the intro to my episodes, I'm always the DM. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, there's there's worse problems, like not having people to play with. That's true. Or, you know, having real problems in your life. <laughs> but I'm always the DM. I have so many good player ideas that DMing I just... DMing seems so hard. It is and it isn't. Like, I put a little too much pressure on myself sometimes. But... It can be as easy as you make it. And it wouldn't be hard with me, I promise. I'll teach you. You can listen to this podcast (laughs) to get good ideas about how to DM. (laughs) Wink, wink. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Right? That wasn't even scripted, guys. That was just like... (laughs) Modern problems require modern solutions. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. DMing seems really hard. But it's Being something that people... so much easier. It is. It is. Right? But there's... To anybody who hasn't tried it, like, there's... Especially if you make your own campaign setting. Like, there's, there's an, an immense kind of ownership you feel over all the cool stuff that will inevitably happen. Yeah, but I feel like I'll either be really, really cruel or, like, really forgiving. But, like, that's okay. Uh, especially if you have people who are, like, experienced playing. Like, I would be okay with a cruel DM. But that would make me feel bad later. <laughs> It'd be good, dude. 
but yeah, everybody should try it, and Ariana will try it eventually. 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 You guys will let me back in eventually. <laughs> Togoro theme begins to play. Full circle. Any questions for me? Things you sh- you things you think I should add to this podcast episode about myself. Let's interview each other, even though we know everything about each other. Ooh. What things about me do you want to expose to the internet? <laughs> Don't give me that power. I am. Well, I'm editing this episode, <laughs> so I'm I'm giving you the feeling of power and the illusion, but truthfully, nothing gets out that I don't want. That's true. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think of something, but I don't know questions to ask you. I was not prepared to give you an interview. That's okay. I wasn't prepared to give you an interview either. I'm just really good. Yeah. <laughs> I am that good. How does it feel to have that big of an ego? <laughs> Honestly? Like, I'm lucky that I have incredibly muscular legs and a very strong back to carry my ego around. Like, my neck is so strong because my head is so big. One gust of wind and it all comes tumbling down. (laughs) No, I'm too muscular. I've become too buff. And the best thing is, like, if... One stubbed toe takes you down. (laughs) That's everybody. Stub toes are never okay. They're never fun. They're fun for other people. Ouch. Like the other day when you hit your funny bone, you're like, that's not funny. And I was like, it was funny to me. It's not funny. It's so funny. Um, it's really not. And that just proves that you would be a cruel DM. <laughs> I would be a cruel DM. I know. Because I'd either... I'd either be like overly cruel, like, haha. I run the world. And, or I'd be, like, really forgiving, and if, like, somebody's about to die, I'd be like, shh. Look, a bird. And the bird is your deus ex machina? <laughs> I mean, it's happened a few times. How? Is the bird a deus ex machina? Well, I don't know. It was just an example, okay? It's okay, the, buddy. The bird saves the world. It comes and it plucks out the enemy's eyes. You know? It's a big bird. It's a really big bird. Um, It is a big bird or it is a big bird? Cause <laughs> it those is are, a big bird. Because those are different statements, <laughs> my guy. I, I think either one would startle the enemy. Give you time to escape. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of the DM's decision. I don't think there's a spell or ability that lets you summon Big Bird or any other Sesame Just Street character. Waddles out of the fort. Grover comes whenever he's needed. Super Grover arrives when he's needed. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> and Oscar could just pop out of any trash can. That's fair. You know what? Headcanon, all of the Sesame Street characters are superheroes. Every single one. And Grover's just the one that's super public about it. Well, not all heroes wear capes. And I would really classify spreading messages of positivity and education to children the world over 
is a fantastic I, I i don't know the world over how many languages is sesame street translated into i have no clue but if anybody's listening to this if you share this episode and it gets enough listens i will publish stat blocks for every sesame street character you don't even have to like explicitly say that they are the sesame street characters oh you just need to like kind of hint at it you're right i'll put out stat blocks for not sesame are they public domain or oh can we even put all this in the podcast oh, it's, it's not monetizing it speaking of which um here's a word from our sponsors All right, the sponsors for the epi- this episode of the DM's Notes podcast are threefold. They're me, myself, and I, because I bought the microphone and nobody's paying me to do this episode. Don't worry, I'm not getting paid either. <laughs> yep, you heard it here first. Um, And if... This gets monetized in the future. I did get paid for this. Disregard this segment and support whoever is paying for this. Paying for this. (laughs) Maybe we'll cut this bit out. Perhaps. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. Maybe because you have experience as a player an inexperienced player with an inexperienced dungeon master don't skip on your backstory (laughs) don't do it (laughs) you'll say something and then somebody will remember it and then you'll say something that contradicts it later and then everybody's gonna be like what's up and you're not gonna have anything written down and it's just gonna be a big mess so write down the backstory write down your backstory stick to it don't make stuff up on the spot to make you seem cooler unless you know you're gonna remember it because it makes the game less confusing it goes smoother whenever you're talking to like the npcs it's easier to keep your story straight and if you have your background set up then your dm can use it in the actual campaign easier and give you a bunch of cool stuff like integrating your childhood into campaign events mm-hmm. it's uh it's pretty tight not gonna lie but not show favoritism that's true so here's gonna be the part where i give everybody a chance to plug their own stuff except you don't work and not to say that you're not creative, but you're not a creative. But do you have any projects you want anybody to know about? I'm making a blanket. You're making a blanket. Yeah, I'm crocheting a blanket. Dude, it's like eight <laughs> feet long. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I started like two days ago. All right. So you're not, you're not plugging any work or an Insta account? None of that? No. Okay, just to set the precedent that there's going to be a part for that, you know? Yeah. I'm making a blanket. Blankets are cool, buddy. Yeah, because I start, start like, online school soon. College. College. Well, it's going to be fun for me. 
everybody's happy for everything that's happening. For you, your life's going great. Your brother's starting a podcast. You're his first guest. You must feel so special. I am the most special. Feelings. I feel very special. I dig it. And... I think I'm the only person that's played, like, extensively with you. Like, just Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I don't know. There's that... There's that group I'm going to start recording soon. We've been going for a couple months. Okay, but I've been playing with you for a couple years. Yeah, it doesn't compare. I'm just saying that I'm the only person that's played with you, like, forever. More than a couple. Start to finish. Start to finish. You've seen my evolution as a DM. I've seen you at your worst. (laughs) Which is which is why I wanted you on, because you have a unique perspective. And you can come on later, you know, as you get more comfortable with podcasting and speaking into a mic. I'm but not going to say that I've seen you at your best yet, because people could still grow. I appreciate that. Because people always have room to grow. Yeah. So we'll see where my best is. And hopefully that best will improve along with all of the ideas that anybody decides to share. You can leave me a voice message if you go to the anchor page for this show, or you can DM me directly on the Instagram for this show. Both will be in the show notes. Also, you can consider supporting this podcast directly by monthly monetary contribution. Through Anchor, you can give small monthly donations, and that, over time, will allow me to make more frequent, longer episodes of the podcast. So for everybody who is listening, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Goodbye, everybody. All right, episode over. If you like what you heard, consider binging a couple podcast episodes and share it with people you know. Who knows? It might just be what gets them into this wonderful hobby we all share. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.